Greetings and welcome to the Prometheus Project Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of creativity. As you may have noticed, I didn't do an episode last week. Um, I was busy publishing my first short story collection, which is now available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. I'm trying to get it on the iTunes bookstore, or Apple bookstore, uh, going through the hoops on that one. But if you're interested, uh, the collection is called Dark Journeys by Richard Bist. And uh, best part, it's only 99 cents. So check it out if you get a chance. Okay, so I had this conversation recently that got me thinking. Do you have to be crazy to be creative? There's a stereotype associated with artists and creators that we have to be somewhat off balance in order to tap into our creativity. When you think about it, all stereotypes have some grounding in reality. So yeah, there are quite a few examples of artists who are a little nuts. We have alcoholics, manic depressives, self-abusers truck addicts, and a fair number of suicides. Looking back over the history of art, well, one could legitimately claim that the stereotype is, well, legitimate. But I sort of disagree with this claim. I say sort of because there's a caveat. What I mean is, everyone's a little crazy. Seriously, we all have psychic baggage that we carry around with us. Those childhood traumas, self-esteem issues, depression, anxiety... No one is completely immune. Anyone who says they're perfectly normal is lying, and is probably more nuts than the rest of us. There's also the fact that creative types are known to be compulsive. This isn't necessarily a bad thing. All it means is that we have a need to create, a compulsion. And that's really not any different than someone who feels a need to exercise or weed their flower beds. There are also compulsions that can be carried to extremes, I don't think having a need to paint or draw is anywhere near those debilitating areas. We simply have a need to express ourselves, share our ideas and our imaginations. That's not a stereotype. That's just being human. But yeah, we artists can have issues, and yes, those issues can stimulate our creativity, be a source of inspiration. We see and hear things in our heads that no one else hears or sees. Our minds work differently than people who don't embrace their creativity. Now, I won't say non-creative people because I think that everyone has the ability to be creative. We all have some talent to write or draw or sing, take an amazing photo. It's just that some of us are more proactive when it comes to accessing the uh, creative sides of our brains. That's what sets us apart. And why do we have that ability? Because we often use it to deal with our issues. As long as we're working, creating, making something, then we have an outlet for our problems. We can lose ourselves in our work, forget about the unpleasantness of the real world. That's a good thing. It's helpful to get lost in our imaginations every so often. If you're like me, you can get into a zone while you're working on a project. And the world just falls away and you forget about your worries and your struggles. Or maybe you pour all that into your work. You know what I mean? Like if you have anxiety, for example, and you paint, so you transfer that anxiety from your head onto the canvas. Art therapy is a real thing and has positive results. Not all of us get into being creative because we have issues. There are artists who are more quote-unquote normal than the rest of us. More often than not, people get into being creative because that's what they like to do. They find they have a 
talent for something and explore it. I think that the stereotype of crazy artists exists because crazy gets more attention than non-crazy. If you're standing on a street and two people walk by, one simply scrolling on their phone in their blue jeans and t-shirt, while the other one is carrying a 1980s boombox and is dressed in a rainbow ballerina tutu, well, which one do you think you'll remember? Well, look at Hemingway. He was a man's man. He traveled all over the world, experienced all the manly things, bullfighting, war, deep-sea fishing, big-game hunting. He was known as a womanizer and a heavy drinker. And in the early part of last century, that was all considered admirable traits. He was a fighter, a hunter, a gambler. And yeah, he was also a famous author. So when he stuck the barrel of that shotgun in his mouth and pulled the trigger, people were shocked. It came out that he suffered from depression, had gotten electric shock therapy. He also suffered from paranoia and weird delusions. He had some serious mental health issues. So it's no surprise that his suicide, his mental problems, all tied into that crazy artist stereotype. Of course, you can spend hours listing all the artists that were known for their craziness. Lord Byron, Van Gogh, Sylvia Plath, just to name a few. There were colorful figures who were known as much for their art as they were for their excesses and their issues. But is that really what artists are like? No, not necessarily. Artists are no different from any other group. You can make the same claim about, I don't know, military personnel. I mean, who would willingly put their lives in danger? You know, like a police officer, even, or other emergency personnel. What about athletes? You have drug abusers, spousal abusers, and a fair number of suicides in that population. I could go on and on, but I won't. I imagine you get the point. I think that claiming you have to be crazy to be an artist isn't fair. I mean, I'm sure it helps some to be different outside the norm, but that shouldn't be a stigma. As I noted a few moments ago, most artists probably get into art because it's something they just like to do and they found they have a talent. There are other artists who get into it because they find it helps them to cope. That's not crazy. That's therapy. The fact that they can express themselves and get that noise out of their heads, that's a good thing. If it brings some peace of mind, then hey, more power to them. The reason I bring up all this is because I feel artists can get a bad rap due to the stereotype. I mean, I know this from experience. It's happened to me several times, being in a conversation with someone and it comes up that I'm a writer. And the response I get is something along the lines of, oh, you artists are all crazy, or so do you have depression? Ugh, it's annoying. I mean, it's not like it happens all the time, but on the rare occasions when it does, I, <laughs> I usually reply with something sarcastic, along with a reference to their mother. Okay, I'm kidding on that last bit. I'm not that crass. But the stereotype exists, and it does make me wonder if it hinders us in any way. What I mean is, because the stereotype exists, do we, as artists, play into it? You know, you may be a fairly normal individual who likes to be creative, but you hear and see all these references to crazy, drunk artists, and you start to unconsciously develop those traits. And if that's indeed true, then how does it affect our output? Do these inherited issues help us become more creative, less creative? I know that it's possible for people to pick up traits and habits from others. It's like when two people are in a relationship for a long time. They often pick up some of each other's mannerisms, speech patterns, things like that. 
taking it a step further. It's like having that terrible parent or sibling that constantly tells you that you're worthless over and over again. Eventually, you begin to believe them and act the part. I think the same thing can apply here. If you're constantly being told that artists have to be a certain way, there's a good chance you'll begin to behave in those ways to fit into the stereotype. Personally, I think that's a bad thing. We're all individuals with our own unique personalities, our own unique histories, hopes, fears, dreams, desires. This allows us to be creative in our own unique ways. No two people write the exact same way, or paint the same way, or sing the same way. That's what makes us artists, the way we express ourselves in our mediums. Attempts to put us all under some generic descriptor is offensive to me. Why? Because I think it can jade young artists, new artists who don't know any better. They think they have to act a certain way, think a certain way, when in fact all they have to do is be themselves. It's hard enough when you're starting out, trying to get your footing. Fledgling artists are usually unsure of themselves and they need support and encouragement. They don't need to be told they're crazy. On the other side of the coin, there's the fact that there are some artists who do have issues. That's probably why they got into art, as a way to get the noise out of their heads. So it seems to me that propagating these stereotypes is doing them a disservice. They're using art as a way to cope, to work things out, to express their depression or anxiety or addictions. Calling them out can embarrass them, make them self-conscious. That's unfortunate and mean. So where do these stereotypes come from? As I mentioned, stereotypes have some basis in reality. In my opinion, I believe they come from the fact that a handful of famous artists were a little off-kilter. They were alcoholics or committed suicide. They were high-profile, got a lot of press, and were generally the topics of gossip. Because of the notoriety, people sort of assumed that all artists were like this. In other words, one high-profile individual set the standard that was then applied to everyone who did something similar. In fact, I think this applies to all stereotypes. For example, someone commits a crime, and it gets a lot of press, and suddenly everyone liked that person. Uh, if they have a similar religion, race, gender, well, it's assumed they're all like that. Herd mentality. But I also think that jealousy and fear play into this. It may sound silly, but there are people who are jealous of other people's talents and successes. I can't explain why, but I've seen it happen. You know, you create something, you're really proud of it, and you show it off. But there's that one fool who has to say something snarky or mean, or who dismisses your efforts. I think that's generally due to them being envious. They may not have the same talent or skills you have, or maybe they're just too scared to try it for themselves, and it's safer for them to simply put you down instead. Categorizing people as crazy or troubled or saying they have issues, regardless of whether or not they actually do, is simply them trying to tear others down. But still, it can get into your head. And as I mentioned a few minutes ago, once it gets into your head, you can begin to believe it, begin to think you're the stereotype. And that's just wrong. I've said this before, but it needs repeating. We all have baggage that we carry in our heads, things that can hinder us. But those things don't need to stop us, and they don't define us. As artists, we create... And the ideas for those creations come from everywhere. 
It doesn't matter if you're battling depression or anxiety or have some other issue. And it doesn't matter if you consider yourself issue-free. What it all comes down to is the need for self-expression. We create for our own personal reasons, to get the ideas out of our heads, to give voice or shape to our fears, or maybe just to impress someone that we're in love with. You know, that's good enough. We don't need to buy into stereotypes or into jealousy. We don't need to be ashamed to be different or to be weird. We are who we are, scars and all. Please remember that. For today's show closeout, I'm going to do something a little different. Instead of creative exercise like I usually offer, I'm going to challenge you to step outside your comfort zone. What I mean is, you probably have a genre of fiction you always read. Sci-fi, romance, erotica, mysteries. Or maybe there's a specific type of music you always listen to, like hip-hop or electronica, country, maybe gospel. Or maybe certain shows that you like to watch on TV or streaming, you know, sitcoms or reality shows, whatever. What I want you to try doing is step outside your comfort zone and make yourself try something new. For example, if you always read fantasy novels, then pick up an autobiography or maybe a mystery. If you only listen to country music, then for one day, listen to something else. Punk, classic rock, lo-fi hip-hop. If you really only watch reality shows, then try a documentary which, incidentally, are the real reality shows. Or maybe pick up a horror show like American Horror Story. The point here is to break your routine, if only for a day or two. Now, you may not like the alternative you try, but at least try it for one day. Listen to that strange music for 24 hours, or watch a couple of episodes of some program that you never would have considered watching. I think you may find it makes your mind work a little differently for a while. Maybe I'll give you some new ideas, new perspective. You know, every so often you have to shake things up so you don't get complacent. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If so, please drop me a line through the contact form on my website or catch me on Twitter. And the tip jar on my website, richardbiz.com, is always open for a few spare coins to help with the hosting costs. And also, friendly reminder that my book, Dark Journeys, collection of eclectic short stories <laughs> is available on Amazon and Barnes and Noble for the low, low price of 99 cents. So check it out. I hope you have a creative day. I'll talk to you next episode. Cheers. <laughs>